This is first. All right, welcome. This is episode number seven, and uh, this is a podcast where we delve into the nuts and the bolts of songwriting. Uh, we invite a guest on, and uh, we ask them a uh, simple request, but it's uh, also a bit challenging because that we ask them to play their first song they ever wrote, their last song, uh, what they consider their best, and what they consider their worst. And the whole fun of it is why they pick that, and you get to discover new artists and uh, hear wonderful tunes. And our guest today is Pete Ayers, and we're going to get to him in a second. But I am your host, Carl Banks, and I got my right-hand man, I guess you're to my left right now, Yeah, Mr. Taylor Rogers. I am here. Yep. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I don't know, just chugging along. Yeah. Just another, just another Sunday on the, the podcast grind, Carl. <laughs> just you know how it is. It's technically work, I think. Yeah, and we should be getting paid. Someone should pay us. I know. Somebody... If you're out there and you're listening, please pay us. Please give us some money. Give us uh, anything that you have of value that you can spare. Just send it to tooth. us. A gold tooth. We accept teeth. Uh, okay, I have a weird, I have a, okay, you know how like when you kill somebody, you like burn their body, right? And yeah. They're, and they're, but the, you can't burn their teeth or whatever? You know what I'm saying? You've heard that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but, all, we've all been there. Right, wow. exactly. But if you just drink Coca-Cola, your teeth will rot out and dis you know what i mean it, that seems kind of crazy to me like you, in your head your teeth can disappear but if you burn a body not yeah the world is just not fair it's not fair you know <laughs> if you're just a you know a humble serial killer looking to you know make find your way in the world and you got to dissolve all these teeth you know and you're just like ah oh, what do i do with all these teeth yeah, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> it's just one more thing you got to deal with when right. you're trying to kill people. I know, and I, but that's life. Hey, yeah, ain't she a bitch? <laughs> yeah, way she goes. Yeah, way she goes. How are you doing, Carl? I'm doing all right, man. I'm like editing this. Uh, I filmed this concert a couple weeks ago, and I'm going through the footage right now, and uh, it is really rough to listen to yourself and watch yourself over oh, and over. It's awful. You know, it's bad. Yeah. And then in addition. Uh, Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm calling you out. But my mom got really drunk and like clapped the whole time. So like, I also have to listen to that too, which is uh, it's frustrating. It was frustrating in the room in the moment, and then I get to relive it over and over and over again. So it's quite yeah. nice. But it's cool. The footage looks good, and I'm no, excited. I was there. To see. It was a great. It was a great show. Your Do mom you was <laughs> clapping a lot. In all fa in fairness to her, she comes to shows at like the Oyster Bar in St. Louis, where people everybody gets that drunk and people get really rowdy. And but this was like a different you know type of thing. Where people yeah. in New York, people kind of just cross their arms and listen a lot of times, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I thought she brought a, a lot of vitality to vitality. the performance, and you know, even though her clapping was not even close to being on beat, <laughs> I think that that's polyrhythms. Well, I love you know, my mom. She, yeah, she brought me into this world, so she I did. I owe her one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's get to our guest, man, Pete. Ayers, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you guys doing? I'm wonderful. We keep saying man. Man, right. man, man. I mean, myself. I, <laughs> yeah. I do it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. I'm very guilty of saying man a lot. Yeah, I'm a big like. Like? And you know. Those yeah. Are big, uh, those are called vocal disfluencies when you study linguistics. Disfluencies? Huh. Disfluencies, yeah. Mm, and uh, they uh, psychologically, they serve the purpose of when you're trying to think of mm -hmm. the next right. uh, word that you're trying to say. Then you pause and you add these things. So you know if you're you know if your brain is working hard, that's when the likes and you knows and the mans come out. Yeah. So a little <laughs> bit you know this is a 
educational podcast. <laughs> I like to think that uh, you folks will learn a little bit about, uh, you know, human cognition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where Jackie Chan at? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a reference to something I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. Anyway, well, Pete. Carl, they weren't there. <laughs> I know. So, going to make any sense. <laughs> Official new catchphrase. Official new catchphrase. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Pete. <laughs> Pete, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We're Thanks for coming. To have you playing. Yeah, you most definitely. Sweet Nord Electro Four. Yeah, yeah. I actually got this this year. I traded in my old Electro Two, which was a lot bigger. It was like a '73. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought by getting a smaller version of this board, it was gonna like make it easier on my back because I carry it on my back. But it's pretty much the same, same. amount of pain yeah. yeah it's pretty horrible but the sound is awesome on it so i really dig the board well thanks for do you feel like less of a man with a smaller keyboard? <laughs> not about the size <laughs> it's about how you manipulate yeah. it yeah, exactly all right well we're gonna get into uh your your first songs most definitely so i wrote this song let's see this was probably 2011 when i graduated college um and i was spending a lot of time listening to folk music and uh yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just play it for you guys. It's called Fake, so I'll play a little bit of it. Awesome. Well, I guess that I get by After you had asked me how you're doing How's your family? It's no surprise Talking in these lies People do it every day We find a way to compromise Yes, I've tried To be good in your eyes But there is only so much I can do To make you realize That there's just more to me Cause you know I'm just The person that you think I am Never want to have a different point of view And if that's the case, I guess I am a criminal Stealing from your thoughts and faking it back to you Yeah yeah. Oh, there you go, man. It's kind of a corny song. I, <laughs> it's like when I was going back and listening to some of these songs, I was like, that is by far one of the corniest things I've ever written. <laughs> yeah. I like wrote this when I was in high school, and I was like, mm, people suck. Yeah. I hate it when my parents ask me how I'm doing, and they don't care. Yeah. So it's like, that's what the song is about. And I was like, this is like the dorkiest thing I've ever written. It's like young, young man. Young, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was like, this is kind of a silly song. But that, yeah, that was like one of the first ones that I was like, yeah. Yeah. This is cool. It's like rhymy. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel like you're a songwriter when you wrote this type of thing? I guess. Something you wanted to pursue? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I struggle with calling myself a songwriter nowadays. (laughs) But like, yeah, like I think when I had written this one, I had a lot of other things going on. Like there was a lot of songs that I was writing that were just like not good, you Mm -hmm, know? And then when I wrote this one, I kind of felt like, oh, like, cool, this feels really good. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the first one that I wrote that felt like it belonged as a song that I could show to people and be like, cool, I really worked hard on this. The right, other yeah. stuff that I was writing was just kind of like, ah, oh, these are just ideas. And yeah. 
this one kind of came about. That's cool. So, yeah, that's you cool. always got to purge a bunch of stuff out before you find that little Exactly. Pearl. Yeah, and that's hard to remember because yeah. you do that nowadays and it's still the same issue. You mm -hmm. like you feel like you're just going to get better and better as a songwriter, but really it's the same process. Right. Yeah. You know, you just get older and no, that's, that's really that's really Yeah, it's a numbers game for yeah. sure. You know, you you got to just log those hours just Right. poking around until you kind of like find enough little nuggets that you can kind of jam together exactly exactly uh, yeah i do think that as you get older you do get better you get quicker mm -hmm. at at least just realizing the stuff that actually works and stuff that works for you yeah you know, as you develop a voice you know i think that the process gets a little bit less aimless you mentioned that you did have to like do some digging to go back and find and remember that one yeah because of like i it was hard because this this is an interesting podcast where it's centered around first, last, best, worst. Yep. So as a songwriter, it's it's hard to remember a lot of the things that you've written so long ago. I mean, honestly, that song is probably not the first song that I felt great about. It's just yeah. the first one that came to mind when I was like, I've yeah, I remember yeah. this one feeling good for me. So I just kind of jumped on that. Absolutely. Um, I have all my old lyric books, and it was really funny kind of breaking those out and going back and looking at songs that I just don't even have recorded. I, I don't have chords written down. It's just all yeah. lyrics. And I'm like, I know that was a terrible song. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm just like, I wish I had recordings of that just to be like, wow, wow. that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this took a little bit of digging, but not really. I just went to my first album. It was on my first record. And it was like, you know, I was like, okay, I think this was the first song that I had on the record that I was like, this is something that I definitely wanted on the record. So yeah. it was like one of the first ones that I... Well, let's talk out. about that record. What, um, when did it come out and what was the title? Uh, it was, I think it was actually just titled Pete Ayers. I think that came out in 2011. It, it was like the first year that I had moved to New York and okay. I wanted to have something to give to people when I came up. Right. So I had recorded record in, it. In St. Louis? Yeah. Or? Yeah. With a buddy of mine at um, Shock Studios. We recorded that um, and it was awesome because the the guy that I was working with, his name's uh, Lou Garens, um, at the time was just interning there and it's a it was a really new studio so everything was like amazing and he was like hey like i'll just have you in for as long as you want and it was quite possibly like the best recording deal i ever had because <laughs> we spent like two and a half months on a record we were in there like almost every day recording that album was awesome but i had no idea how good i had it because i was just like <laughs> yeah. nowadays like my last record i was in the studio for two days yeah, you know it was like we got to yeah. get it all done because i have no money yeah. but before <laughs> yeah. it was like we were doing it all for free and it was totally fun and right. it was great it was like yeah. a, like a party or something and exactly it was just a really good experience like kind of breaking into the recording stuff yeah, so that was that was your first, you know, full solo album. First album, yeah. When did you start playing music just in general? I think I started playing piano when I was probably like I don't know, 6 or so, just like not not seriously. Did you, you take know, like, le take lessons or No, not at that point. I I didn't start taking lessons until I was like 10. Yeah. Um well, late start. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. that's why I I don't want to give anybody the misconception that I started at like 6, but I I started playing piano just like messing around on it when I was about 6. Um and then took lessons at 10 and then I played for probably like 4 years, not even really that long. I quit right before high school because I got bored and I didn't like it. Mm. And then I tried again in high school with uh 
it's funny. I tried again with a piano teacher who ended up becoming my piano teacher again after I quit with her the first time because <laughs> she was so mean. Oh, really? Yeah. She was a jazz piano player, and I really wanted to learn jazz piano, and I tried it in high school, and I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to college, and she was teaching there, and she ended up becoming my teacher, and I was just like, I guess I have to do this again. It was like facing a demon. situation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It was like I couldn't escape her. Like I had to defeat the before I could move on with my life. It's like a video game. Yeah. Did you defeat her? Is she dead now? <laughs> no, man. Her head spun around when you had that. She's recital. like Skeletor. There's like all her teeth. <laughs> no, God bless her. She's great. She's yep. just like the type of person that doesn't understand mistakes. Yeah. Which is like so hard. Oh, well, this whole, whole podcast is more or less about mistakes. <laughs> yeah. After another. Yeah. 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 But, so where'd you go to school? I went to school at Webster U, Webster University in St. Louis, Missouri. Music major? Yeah, studied uh, vocal jazz was my degree title, but I also studied uh, jazz piano for five years, too. Awesome. Um, Yeah, it was good. And that was when you started to kind of get into uh, writing music for yourself? Yeah, yeah, at least more so. Like in high school, I I tried it, but I didn't really take it very seriously. It was just kind of a fun thing to do with my friends. We Mm -hmm. would kind of go down in the basement and after school and play. But it wasn't until college. Well, it was actually kind of odd because um, when I first got to college, I I didn't go to music school. I didn't have any plan of being a musician at all, actually. Yeah, like really. I, yeah. But then I went to college. I started studying like philosophy and psychology and all the stuff that I was actually really, really interested in. Um, and I started dating a girl. I was trying to pick a degree and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And she was like, you know, you should audition for the music school. Like you're pretty good at that. Maybe that would be something fulfilling for you. And I was uh-huh. like, all right. So I auditioned and I got in and it just kind of went from there. Yeah. which is really odd. Like a lot of people that go to music school have been doing it their whole lives right. and that just makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. But for me, it was just kind of like a last minute, like, oh, okay, I'll give this a shot. And then <laughs> it was like, awesome. Yeah. I like yeah. loved every minute of music school there. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, it was really cool. And then from there, you moved up to New York? Yeah. So after I graduated in 2011, I, I moved up to New York that same year, which was rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why, Real rough. Why, why do you say that? When I first moved up here, I didn't really know many people. I had yeah. a girlfriend, but we weren't that serious. Um, and she had actually moved to New York, too. So I feel like that was kind of some incentive. But mm-hmm. at the same time, she was going to Manhattan School of Music. And when I moved here in December, we saw each other for about two weeks. And then she went on Christmas vacation. So yeah. then I was just like by myself. I was living in Queens, oh, actually yeah. in Astoria off the Steinway stop. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was miserable, man. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I had Christmas. I went up to my uncle's place in Boston. And that was weird having Christmas not in the Foreign. same home you've right. grown up in. And then New Year's Eve was the most loneliest time of my life. <laughs> it's yeah. like uh, that Forrest Gump scene when they're like ringing in the New Year. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, with yeah. Lieutenant Dan, it's really depressing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, oh, was man, but you got to pay those dues when you come. To yeah. New York, you know? You're and still then, here, so yeah. congrats yeah. on that. You're, well, making, you're still... Making music, man. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing shit. Well, back at you. I mean, Taylor, you're, you've are you been here for about a year, right? Yeah, I'm a year, so it's still fairly fresh. Yeah, so. that's pretty new. Kick Carl, when did you, how long have you been here? About uh, the same amount, right? Yeah. Four or was, five years? Yeah, I was here in 2009, I think, is when I moved. Taylor, you're from North Carolina, right? I am, indeed. Carl's from St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. And there's such, like, small, little cities. And for people like that to come here and make it work here is always, like, I'm always kind of, like, 
shocked by that. Yeah. Know? Just because it's so different. Right. I mean, Taylor, you grew up on a cattle farm. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah it is. You know? It is different in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways, there are some differences. But we're all here, and we're all we're all doing our thing. Uh, yeah. So that brings us to kind of what you're doing right now. What's yeah. your... Uh, why don't you play us the latest composition? Sure. This one's called My Baby. How yeah. fr- how fresh is it? It's pretty new. I mean, I have stuff that's a little fresher, but I don't. You don't, <laughs> you don't I don't really want to play it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> totally like out of, some of it just doesn't work out of context because there's so much that's involved with the song. That's like if I played solo on the piano, it just sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but this one will sound fine. Cool, um, cool. But yeah, it's called My Baby, and it's kind of like a throwback to like uh, sort of like Ray Charles, more simpler types of tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, here we go. So, uh, what is that kind of what you're listening to these days? Kind of what's inspiring you? I, I my normal band is huge. Uh, it has trumpet, trombone, saxophone. We have two backup singers. We have drums, bass, guitar. I play keys, or sometimes I'll hire an organ player. Um, so it's massive, and it gets super expensive. Yeah. And <laughs> I've been scaling back a lot and trying to write more music that. I can do without having that much sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song in particular was written on guitar just because guitars are also just easier to carry around yeah. in the city. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. at this point, I'm just sort of thinking like from a practical s- standpoint, like I'm trying to write more music that's just a little bit more intimate and a little bit easier to get the same amount of you know motion behind it without having all that instrumentation on it um so but i've uh, a lot of the influences i've always had like ray charles has always been a big i mean he's one of my favorite singers if not my favorite singer of all time yeah but uh 
when I wrote it, I had no intention of it sounding like that. It's just when I sang it, I was kind of like, you know, it kind of sounds like it could be like a Ray Charles tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Specifically for this kinda... song, do you go um, lyrics first or did you come up with the guitar part? I feel like that's a question that people ask all the time. Do you guys get that question a lot? <laughs> yeah. We ask, I ask yeah. it. Do you? <laughs> yeah, do you? I'm always... Because I'm, I'm always... just curious, but like specifically for this song, but it it's, seems to be different for everybody. Sure. Yeah. With this song, it was the chords first. Yeah. I, I tend to lean more towards the more towards the chords. If it's on a guitar or on the piano, I'll just sit down, I'll play and mm-hmm. have fun with it, and then I'll just kind of hum something, and something yeah. will come about. Lyrics, unfortunately, always come last. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I'm the same way. You know? Yeah, it's like kind of when everything else is done, that's when I you know pick up pen and paper. Right. You kind of got that sort of classic like one four five mm-hmm. sort of blues, super easy R and B. Yeah thing going on it it is kind of interesting uh going back to what you said about just trying to make things so it's easier on you just to like pay people and lug your shit around yeah because it it is kind of funny how especially in a city like new york where time and space and money are uh you know at such a premium right Mm -hmm. you kind of have to work with just sometimes your sound is just shaped by the logistics of yeah. your situation. Yeah. I'm like, you know, always guitar on my back and harmonicas. And it's like, I, I'm so fucking sick of carrying a guitar on my yeah. back. Yeah. But it's, it is, compared to the keys, way easier to way carry easier around. Way easier and yeah. a lot lighter. And plus you can just, if it's acoustic, you can just play it wherever. Yep. I have, re- the, the, my note that I wrote down when you're playing that song is, yeah. uh, excellent vocal. I love your voice. Oh, and, thanks, uh, man. It's just so uh, rich and soulful. And you just used your voice at Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we was... do that, guys, got to change the tape. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Rolling. All right, and we're back. Uh, Paul had to t- change the tape. Uh, big shout out to Paul Blackwell yeah. running the running the boards. Yeah. Uh, Thank like, you. Um, <laughs> first last best word it, worst is an all analog podcast. We go straight into a uh, Tascam four track cassette tape. So uh, that's how we get that warm analog podcast sound. Uh, but we're back. We got the new tape in. So uh, back to uh, Carnegie Hall. Yeah. So it was uh, it was kind of a random opportunity this year. I um, well, actually, technically last year, I was singing in a choir. I just kind of looked up a choir in Brooklyn and uh, I sang with them last year, and it was a lot of fun. But I was kind of looking for something with a little bit more of a challenge. I kind of like did a little bit more research. I found a couple more choirs and um i reached out to ynyc which is the young new yorkers choir and i listened to what they did and they were doing some really great complicated choral music that was really exciting to me i was like oh this is like more of like the challenge that i want as a musician so anyway i I thought it'd be a great idea to like kind of push myself and jump into a different choir and i auditioned for ynyc and uh when i got in they told me that they had a couple of gigs in mind and one of them was a carnegie hall gig i was kind of like wow that's super exciting and it was their i think it was their first time as a chorus uh getting offered to do that but they've they've done yeah. a ton of really cool things like um speaking of podcasts you guys listen to radio lab at all uh-huh. yeah love that one yeah, um they actually did a podcast with them where they it was i think it was called color and it's mm. one of their more famous uh podcast episodes that they've done it's really cool they talk about color and how people see and then they also talk about how certain animals have like 30 cones or whatever it is um it was really interesting but they recorded the ymyc choir 
doing the sound of different colors mm. and i was oh. like man if i would have been in that choir <laughs> or in the choir when they did that that would have been so cool because yeah, it, right. it's such a huge show i mean yeah, it's yeah. a big show well we've got a cool podcast too so. <laughs> well yeah yeah <laughs> you guys are on your way yeah. hundreds and, of listeners. and when you want to invite my choir in here i'm sure <laughs> oh yeah dude, that would be great that would be cool. yeah. to like i don't know sing something i don't know i don't know what we would do beethoven's ninth right (laughs) but yeah sorry we were we were talking i got a little off track but um yeah we were singing uh at the carnegie hall gig we did beethoven's ninth symphony and we also did a contemporary piece called dreams of the fallen it's incredible it's really scary it's all this like clusters of notes and chords and the orchestra's playing basically like music that's like super uncomfortable like it was mm-hmm. just like it was Whoa. it was really intense yeah um and then we went to beethoven's ninth which is like <laughs> epic right uh and it was really cool just like sitting in the choir and looking out to a full house at carnegie hall Jesus, was just like so amazing yeah it was i mean it was incredible i mean i was just beaming the entire time i <laughs> yeah. just thought it was the coolest thing well, um, congratulations, yeah. man. Thank that's you. That's like, as a musician, great. I mean, yeah. that's the mecca. I know, right? <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. So you're done. Yeah. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can move back to St. Louis or someplace that's cheaper. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, Beethoven's Ninth, what would you consider your Beethoven's Ninth? What's your best song? <laughs> like that segue? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, can't, we have to quit acknowledging the segues, but that was a good one, too. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> what's your Beethoven's Ninth? <laughs> uh, what's my best song? I This is a tough one. Um, I guess I'll play, um, I'll play a song called She Knows. Um, I wrote it on the, uh, the first album. Uh, yeah, I'll just play this one. This one's something. Yeah, it's called She Knows, and I, it's something that I really enjoyed writing. Trying to see 
take a time Lord, to see what you really mean And to walk between the lines Yes, if it sets your mind free great that yeah was really good man thanks a lot of really good chord progressions kind of yeah transitioning into each other i really like how you know really good like kind of a long building sort of pre-chorus section like really builds yeah. tension over you know pretty long time and then you like before you go into the release mm-hmm. for the chorus which is really cool yeah thanks man um, appreciate that so why why do you like it what what makes you so so into this song yeah in particular I, I like singing this song. It it vocally allows me to kind of sing both like falsetto and also full voice. It kind of lets me go. It lends itself to what however you want to sing it. Just you like know, you can kind of change it up on the fly. Totally. How, yeah, like yeah. I've I kind of stick in the same parameters that I always sing with this song, but it's great because it I can do whatever I want with it. Usually, actually, when I sing this song, I get a lot louder and I like belt and mm-hmm. do things that you know, are nice in the moment. But like, if it's just us couple of guys hanging out, it's like, there's no need to do that, but you can still sing it. And it sounds great. My voice is like very warm and it kind of sits well in this register. There's just things about it that I like musically. And then from a songwriting standpoint, like lyrically, I like it because I kind of like the message. It was actually one of the first songs that I wrote when I I came up to New York to visit. I stayed here for a couple of weeks. I, I brought my guitar and I was writing music while I was here just to kind of get a feel for it or I don't know what I was thinking, but I wrote this one while I was here. So it always it always kind of reminds me of that. When you're writing, um, what's the process look like? Uh, I So I write everything down. Um, I've only just recently started writing in, in uh, this like iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is like convenient for a lot of reasons because it's it's electronic so if i have something i can like email it to people right. it's just easier but i do like yeah. writing yeah, pen too. and paper it's just i don't know i just like that feel a lot better but yeah i've always just written pen and paper forever yeah until recently i'm the same way and then i and then i keep all the paper so i'm like a crazy person I'm i like, know I all my papers i know uh, it's weird like, and then i move and i'm like yeah, yeah you I don't keep need some it. Of it i know you don't need it i know the songs now exactly you don't need it <laughs> But it is it is important to write it down. Like I heard Mitch Hedberg say that one time. Or yeah, he was just like, you know, you just got to write that down, man. And then he said he tries to convince himself things are not funny, so he didn't have to write <laughs> yeah. them down. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just I heard that and I, like I took to it. It's just like, and who knows? Uh, maybe we should hang on a second. All right, we're rolling. Cool. All right, we took a really quick break there because uh, you may have heard in the background Woody, the dog in the apartment, uh, was doing a little barking. Woody is a real integral part of the, <laughs> you know, our process here at the podcast. So yeah, yeah. He's kind of got to keep him, you know. You know, he's he's real soul behind this whole thing. Yeah. So he's like a service dog. When all the guests come in, it's like yeah, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a tense environment. It here. is, yeah. you know. <laughs> me and me and Carl, we we cut some imposing figures. Yeah, totally. you know, a lot of people are very intimidated by our demeanor. People either think I'm Jesus or Charles Manson. Maybe they're the same guy. I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, we lost all our Christian listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you working on? Like, like currently, are you are you like writing a new album? Are you thinking in those terms? Yeah. So uh, currently, I have been. Um, oh, like yeah. So that last song, my baby, I would, that was something that I wrote currently, and it was like more of like a broken down version of music that I want to create. I don't know. I have my ideas are kind of everywhere. I, mm-hmm. I recently just recorded like an acoustic version of like that song and a bunch of other songs that I went on tour with recently. Um, we just had three guitar players. I didn't even play keyboards. It was me, uh, another guitar player and another guitar player. And I put, I sort of played guitar. Mm -hmm. So I played a little bit too, but I wrote a bunch of music for it. And, um, it's all kind of like folky, you know, soulful kind of gospel stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but we recorded that recently just as is, and we're just gonna, I eventually I want to put it out. I I don't know when I'm going to do that, but, um, that's like the most recent project I have going on. And you said you were touring? So we toured in August and we went up the East coast of Canada and then back again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, And you're an independent artist. So like, it's, it's fucking hard to do. It's really hard. Independent. It's really hard. You're, everything falls on you. Yeah. Especially if you're the namesake of the band. You know? Yeah, most definitely. And it's, I mean, it's a good thing to do. Like, I've sort of realized that there, there's probably a better way of doing it. But it's kind of like anything that you do. You just kind of figure it out as you go. So, State of the East Coast is a, bi- is a big thing because cities are close. It's so close, so yeah. Start going out west, it's like... Fuck, we got 12 hours in between each city. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, and I've toured out west, too, not with my own project, but another band. And it's, yeah, it's exactly like that. I mean, thankfully, he had a booking agent. So that was, like, great because he would book us little cafe shows in between each, like, major city. So you weren't just, like... Yeah, twelve-hour commutes. Yeah, so yeah I did out west, and I did it myself, which yeah, I just was taking any gig I could because I need. Yeah, know, I had like that one anchor, really well-paid festival that I was playing, and then I just booked random shit and Around not it. even paying attention yeah. to how far things Everything are. Everything was. You know, yeah, driving through Yellowstone in the middle of the night, and it's like, yeah, people are like, "You're going to hit an an ox or whatever, yeah, or <laughs> bison <laughs> or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hit a giraffe. <laughs> I'm not good with animals. I don't know. 
<laughs> this new acoustic thing. Uh, where'd you record that? My friend has a space um, in uh, Dumbo, and okay. it, it's not even really a recording studio. It's just like a space with a bunch of styrofoam in it, <laughs> and it sounds okay. You yeah. know, we just like recorded everything in like a day, and we took a few takes of each song and just kind of said whatever with it, you yeah. know, because that's something that I, I feel like me well i personally get hung up on is when i go into recording stuff i just get hung up on oh what could we do with this how is this going to be the next best thing Mm -hmm. for me and my fans or whatever and it's just really not that important a lot of the time at least that's what i'm finding nowadays or at least where my head's at it's like just put out material put out new music Mm -hmm. you know put out things that you're into and that you like and people will either follow that or they won't you know and you can basically you can put as much as or as less as you want into each album and if money and time is a problem then you know it's going to be an acoustic thing in a weird brooklyn (laughs) space until somebody's like here's fifty thousand dollars and i'll be like great (laughs) okay now i can hire this symphony and i work with uh you gotta work with your constraints exactly and and that's how the best stuff comes out anyway right you know you know and it's i mean at the end of the day it's like it's just kind of you and your songs right so it's like whatever situation you're in to like get that expressed you know it's if it's good, then it'll it'll stand it'll alone, stand alone yeah. right? And that's so. that's what my friend told me. That was really good advice, like a while ago when I was writing music. He was like, honestly, like if you write songs that stand alone by themselves, if you can play it on your own solo, that's something that's worth, you know, yeah, putting out, you know, yeah. even if it's not lush or exactly, yeah, yeah, it'll be a good song, and yeah. who cares? It's like cheese so. pizza. You always gotta get go yeah. with the cheese slice because that's, fair. that's, that's I only, baseline. I pizza. only fuck with margarita pizzas now. That's the, fair. Yeah, like no. margarita or you're grandma doing, slices. That's it. You're pe- you're Ooh, wrong. Grandma's. You're wrong. The, <laughs> you're wrong. the plain slice is. But where I mean, it's the margarita at. is like kind of a plain slice. You know, that's I true. It a plain it's slice. just a fancier version. Yeah, it's fancier not, version. Like I want the cheapest two fifty pizza there but is. Pay three fifty and get a margarita slice. No, but I, but that's like my, my whole point is that I wanted. <laughs> I need I need to know the pizza place's baseline. What their pizza is, you know, well, see, that's why I, you're I muddying like up the water. Margarita is the baseline. Yeah, we have just. I guess <laughs> this is the subject for another podcast. Well, right. <laughs> but so, but sometimes that grandma slice is where it's at. You don't know it because you've been eating the shitty cheese. Yeah, you know. Exactly, Carl. I've been Carl? Too, oh, God, God damn it, it Carl! Come on, man. It's been a long time. Okay, the <laughs> really, you slice. just gotta ask the guy behind the counter. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, what's, what's the slice? Yeah, and he's like, true. grandma. Yeah, you know? and you're like, cool. <laughs> Fuck the cheese. What, it, 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 he's never like chicken bacon ranch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, never it that. that. Never that. Oh, the Hawaiian one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's to die for. It's to die for. Well, speaking of Hawaiian slices, <laughs> what's your worst song? <laughs> I I have a lot of bad songs. Um, Okay, so, yeah, so I was trying to look through my book and, like, see if I could find some stuff. There was so much bad shit in there. Um, I I just went with something that, like, it's not necessarily a bad... It's not a bad song, but it's, like, a total rip off of of another song that I was like, I just can't use this song, so it'll, it'll just never be played well it's basically a stevie wonder tune and it's like it's um uptight 
It's the song yeah. Uptight, but it's just like I wrote it. And at the time, I thought it was like awesome. I was yeah. like, oh, man, this is so great. <laughs> I'm on fire. And then like halfway through, I was like, this is definitely a Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> you know, like, and it's so obvious. Oh, man, that's perfect because that, we, nobody has brought this up yet, but I have definitely been there before. Yeah, I'm it like, happens to everyone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It just totally ruins everything you just worked. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you feel so good and alive. And right. Then you, like, and then you start thinking like, well, are my, all my other songs just that? <laughs> yeah, right. Am I just... They oh, are just awful. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. The, I mean, I guess they are to a certain degree, but this is like a direct yeah. rip off. And what's, I, what's your title? It's it doesn't have one. Okay. I just took off. <laughs> I just took like the. It's called "Wrong for Me to Leave You," which okay. is not. I would. I, that's too long of a title in my mind. <laughs> yeah, but I just right. used it so I could remember. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it. It's, okay. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing to play <laughs> said baby it was wrong for me to leave you said now baby won't be long before i need you i need you where the road is long hard and mean it's taking me to places that i've never seen san francisco la yeah they're all right with me but your sweet tender kisses is what I really need But it's too late I'm already gone Said don't worry Won't be long before I'm home Here's where it gets it Said now baby It was wrong for me to leave ya Said now Now, baby, everything is all right. Uptight, out of sight, baby. It's yeah, like, yeah, I like, yeah, I got to the chorus yeah. and I, I like felt so good leading up to it because I, I like the lyrics too. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is cool. I got to the chorus and I just like started singing the chorus to Uptight and I was like, Psh, game over. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it now. Yeah. Well, I love it though. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, Stevie Wonder wrote some great songs. You can't. I know. It's like uh, I'm like my, Im- immediately my imagery that goes on in my head is the beginning of like a, an '80s movie or something, like the <laughs> '80s New York, and they're like coming into the city. That's funny. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. That's great. Well, cool. For the ne- next '80s movie, yeah, <laughs> that can't pay for the rights of uh, Uptight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your man. Yeah, <laughs> when did you uh, when did you write this one? Early, early on in the year of this year. I've always wanted to write something that's super driving, mm-hmm. um, just with that kind of like that pedal that. It's just yeah. nice. I like pedals a lot, where yeah. it just like holds that. There's yeah, this yeah. like sustaining build that's happening the entire time, and I really right. enjoy that. It's it's total rip off. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a great song. There's no that's literally the whole song. Yeah, I, I cannot stress enough how ridiculous songwriters are when they use one chord. That's like a haiku. Like yeah. I just don't even understand them sometimes. I'm like, that's the simplest form of songwriting ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chain, chain, chain. Chain of Fools is the same way. God, that's an amazing amazing song how did you do that you, right yeah i mean that's yeah that's mr how do you make it seem like there's more stuff going right 
that when you're just hanging on you're right hanging on the one, one court yeah right. yeah that's, i've always wanted to do that and i thought i was doing it and then i was like <laughs> nope that's nope. not even mine oh, you know, <laughs> you'll get there <laughs> thanks yeah. man uh, it's all it's all process all right know? well i have a question about process uh Go ahead. You said you sit down to write a song. Yeah. Do you make time? Do you schedule time to practice? Do you? What's that look like for you? Or is it more just free flow? You kind of just- you know that's a really tough that's a tough question. It's hard, man. I mean, it's uh, it, I try to practice when I can, and that's changed so much because when I was in music school, it was like I could practice probably like ten hours a day. You know, like I would get out of class at two or one, and then I would practice till noon. Yeah, or I'm sorry, midnight, noon. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I loved that because it, it would allow me to kind of just flesh out all the work that I had to do and then allow all this creative stuff to kind of flow out of that stuff, uh-huh. which was great. And now my practicing process is totally different. Like, it depends on what I'm doing. If I have like a gig earlier in the week with someone else's band, then I got to work on their stuff. Uh-huh. If it's my stuff, then I I have Tuesdays, Thursdays in the weekend to kind of figure out what I want to do, whether it's like a song that I was writing that I want to get back into and finish Mm -hmm. it, or if there's just like practicing stuff that I want to get better at. There's constant stuff that I want to do with piano. I'm constantly practicing. Honestly, I practice piano more than I do anything. Um, because it's just such a technically difficult instrument. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, sometimes I'll, if I'm lucky, if a, a good day of practicing for me is when I can wake up at nine, and then I can practice a good two hours and I'll start with, you know, piano and I have various things that I work on and then I'll stop, give myself three or four hours, practice again in the evening and then once at night. And that's like a good day for me. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I can practice all the all the things that I want to do, whether it's like right. songwriting, piano and then voice. If mm-hmm. I can do all that, I'm like very happy. But that's very rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very rare. Do I get that kind of a day? Yeah, it's tough. And yeah. I'm so hard on myself about it too. I oh, yeah. hate not practicing. If I'm yeah. not writing or doing something musically, I I go insane. Yeah. Although on the flip side, it is uh, good a lot of times to just take a week off. I know. Or two weeks off. I know. And just like, as long as that's, as long as you're, when you are playing, you're like doing a lot, just like sometimes it's great to walk away for a, mm-hmm. a while and then come back and then your brain is kind of refreshed and like reset. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I like couldn't figure out now, like I know, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, it was there all along. It's yeah, just, you gotta walk away and then come back. Yeah, that's good yeah. Point. Well, uh, thanks a lot for uh, joining us, Pete. Yeah, man. yeah. it's, it's been great. really great. Thanks really a lot fun. for playing. Yeah, sounds awesome. Can we uh, plug? Uh, I know you have a Christmas show in. Uh, you have one in New York, but I think this will come up after that. But there's one in St. Louis, right? Okay. Off yeah. Broadway? Yep. So every year we do, this is our fourth year running, we do a Christmas show. And uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing one in New York um, and then one in St. Louis. And uh, the one in St. Louis is on the 22nd, so it's a Thursday. So if you're in St. Louis and you're hearing this. Come on out. <laughs> come yeah, on yeah, out. Come it's on Thursday out. night. It'll be fun. Um, it's at Off-Broadway. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And where can people find your music online? You can go to my website. It's at petersband.com, and that's pretty much the handle for everything else that I use, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Pete Ayers, A-Y-R-E-S, band.com. Cool. Check him out. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah, really this has been another session of First. First. I'm Taylor. I'm Carl. Follow, listen, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love. Thank you.